Welcome to Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Your hosts, VM General Manager Kevin Jean and Daiwa Ranger Pro Staffer Steve Graff will keep you up to date on what's happening on the best lakes in the Arklatex region. With a primary focus on Sam Rayburn and Toledo Bim, two guys who have fished at a high level with Pro-Am experience with ABA, BFLs, Toyota Series, and BASS Opens. Anglers with a wealth of knowledge and willing to share. So pull up a chair kick back and see why so many anglers watch tackle talk live here are your hosts kevin jean and steve graff good morning and welcome to tackle talk live right here on the shores of sibley lake and by the way they're out there catching them right now kevin and white purse guys are having a good time uh good good calm day be on the main lake them guys are catching some white perch but we're all about the black bass here on Hook Tackle Talk Live, and and I'm Ranger Diver Pro Staffer Steve Graff, along with General Manager of VNM Baits Kevin Jean, running the board, producing this show is the guru of social media, Mr. James Stanfield. Today's show we have an Alexandria team, one of the team members of Ross Bryant and Will, Will Carstens. They were the guys that came in with Bass Champs and just absolutely had a great day, over 29 pounds. And then we're going to have Dakota Ebear on with us, who finished third over at Sam Rayburn in the Toyota Series. We'll have Dakota on, and we've had him on before. Dakota but had a 29-pound bag on day two of the Toyota exactly. Series. Exactly. So and, it's, uh, it's 29-pound bag show. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's a good way to uh, title this, James. 29-pound bag show. And uh, so anyway, uh, before we jump on the front deck and, and get with the uh, – well, again, we'll have – the, the first guest is going to be Ross Bryant. We'll have him on first, and then we'll get Dakota a little bit later on. So, But before we do that, we got some sponsors we got to recognize real quick because without you guys, we don't have a program. We appreciate each and every one of you. Stay tuned for more Tackle Talk Live. We'll be right back. Toledo Health is a full-service primary and acute care clinic. Nurse practitioners Jarrett Rule and Melissa Vines bring quality health care that's needed and convenient to the area. Whether it's a stomach virus or a hook in your hand, Toledo Health Care will try and meet all your health care needs. Appointments available and walk-ins are always welcome. So the next time you're feeling down at Toledo Bend, stop by Toledo Health Care. Located on Highway 6, just south of Toledo Town, or you can call 318-508-5323. For all your boating needs, check out Shreveport's newest marine dealer, The Boat Shop. Raymond Kidd and his great staff will take care of all your engine repair needs or anything else that needs fixing. A certified Yamaha Mercury dealer, they carry two of the best fishing boats on the market from Sea Ark and Camus. The Boat Shop is never short on trade-ins as they're always willing and able to make you the best deal possible. Looking for great boat accessories? They're a full support garment and Minn Kota dealer. So the next time you're in the market for a new or used boat, Boat, or maybe you just need to service the boat you have, let the boat shop fix you up. To learn more, call 318-402-0399 or go to ShreveportBoatShop.com. The next time you're on I-49, just south of Natchitoches, Louisiana, stop by Cypress Knee Outdoors. A store within a store, Cypress Knee is located inside 3J's 4-Way. Whether you need gas, food, or drinks, they have it. While you're there, check out Cypress Knee Outdoors and pick up whatever hunting or fishing tackle you need. Top name brands like Strike King, Santones, Pro, or the number one soft plastics made, VM. On the hunting side, they carry guns from Mossberg, Winchester, and Remington. Plus, they've got a great supply of ammunition. Let John Abram and his staff show you everything Cypress Knee has to offer. Located just one mile east of 127 on I-49 or call 318-238-HUNT. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. Welcome back, everybody. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. And again, a show dedicated to making you a better angler, especially on Toledo Bend and Sam Rayburn. That's what we're all about right here. Real quick, we are going. Uh, we got some sponsors. Toledo Health, The Boat Shop, 3J's 4-Way, home of Cypress Knee Outdoors, 
for all your bait and tackle needs right there. If you hit it for Cane River, hey, stop in and see John Abraham down there at Cypress Knee. He'll have exactly what you need to go catch those big ones on Cane River. So uh, looking forward to uh, – got a big event, club tournament this weekend here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Die Hard Bass Club out of Natchitoches yeah. here. You guys have a good trip. And, and, Steve, enjoy. they're going to catch them. Too. Oh, they, they, it, Cane River is probably the best kept secret in Louisiana. Right, well, let's not talk about that <laughs> anymore. We won't talk about next. it no more. <laughs> as, I'm sure as our next guest probably even knows that himself, Ross Bryant, uh, part of Bryant and Carsten's winning team and the Bass Champs Toledo Bend event. And uh, Ross, uh, well, first of all, I'm sure you fish Cane River. Yeah, well, we fished Cane River a pretty good bit, so hopefully uh, they quit catching that good. Yeah, let's not talk about Cane River anymore. We're going straight to Toledo Bend. So, anyway, Ross, man, uh, 29.56 on a, uh, we'll say, an interesting day on Toledo Bend, I'm sure, with, with the way the wind blew, the cold coming in. Yeah. Uh, Man, before we get into the tournament, let's talk a little bit about practice here. And I know Bass Champs is, of course, off limits the week of. Um, did you guys get a chance to go over and practice any weeks uh, leading up to the event? And we got we got one day with a brand new belt canceled that Friday, and we went over there for a little bit, and and, and I guess got out there in that snow like a bunch of dummies. But we uh, yeah. we, we put in a few hours that day, and that's about all we had, man. Did, did that pay off, uh, actually making that uh, trip? Yeah, it did, and it didn't. I mean, it kind of it, uh, it, it cut out a lot of dead water for us, you know, that we were actually going to try to run. But uh, yeah. with the wind, it kind of helped us really just stick in one area and, and, and just kind of fish, you know. Right, uh, right. So, man, take us through. So, uh, Bass Champs allow trailering in this event because of the high winds. <laughs> Um, and we won't jump into where you guys put in at, but you obviously had to put in as close as you could, I'm sure, to where you was wanting to yeah. fish. Uh, started yeah. out the morning. Kind of take us through the morning here. Kind of take us through the day. So, uh, how how able to trailer was? Of course, was you close? And I heard it was pretty calm that morning. I was I was supposed to be fishing. I wasn't able to fish. Um, but I heard it was pretty calm that morning. So you could could have got out on the main lake, correct? Yes, and and we took advantage of that. Uh, we uh we started out there close to to the main lake and and in a channel swing that we always catch them in pre-spawn and that one hour or a couple hours in, in practice helped us uh kind of figure out that they were still there and uh we we pulled up and and caught three good ones real quick and then the wind started blowing a lot earlier than we thought it was going to be mm-hmm. uh, and it got it got real 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 fast. <laughs> well, on on that spot on that spot, how deep of water are we are we talking? About eighteen to twenty two foot. Wow! Uh, Fo- football jig or Carolina rig? Football jig, gotcha. uh, three quarter ounce brown custom jig. So. Yeah. So is, is this a but, spot, Ross, where they just uh, is, is uh, have you caught them here before? I mean, is it something you have history with? Yeah, yeah, we have caught them three years in a row. There, actually. Wow. And, and they've just. I don't know what it is, and 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 they might be a hundred yards this way or a hundred yards that way, but it's uh, it just got some timber in the right place, I guess, and then it's got a couple hard hard spots on the edge of it, and they just get there. Hmm. Now you said you caught three. Is uh, I know y'all's big fish was eight something. Yeah. Uh, what three fish did y'all have? Did y'all catch off that spot that morning? We was caught it- our two biggest and uh, uh, four and a half to five in there. Okay, so, so you got three for how much? We had probably uh, eight sixty-eight, and uh, I don't know what the other one was. Probably six. So Fifteen. Uh, we had eighteen so to you, yeah, nineteen you're, pounds. You're on around three. nineteen pounds yeah. on three you're right here. Pushing twenty. So, yeah. so feeling good after you get yeah. these three. Oh, wind, wind gets up, kicks up. What's the thought yeah. process after that? And we, uh, we just went fishing. Uh, we kind of did did what we did over there at Raven. We just picked up a trap and, uh, and just started getting in shallow creeks and, yeah. and I guess about halfway back to, and, and we would fish, you know, I say probably a quarter of the way back in, in shallow creeks and we'd get in there and, and we actually found a little stretch that had a little bit of, with a little sparse coontail and, uh, and, uh, we hit the right hard spot and, Man, it was. We probably caught seven to ten fish in there, and they were all, 
they started out a little bit smaller, but they, they got a little bit bigger and bigger. And every time we come back through it, we'd catch two or three more, you know. Yeah. What was the water temp in that area uh, where the fish were really active? The, did you... It was very cold. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it never got, no, that was on a Garmin. They say it runs a little bit colder yeah. than a hummingbird and stuff, but uh, I wouldn't think it got above 53 that day. Okay. Uh, I, I was thinking, I was over there Thursday and it was 51 in the pocket I was in. So yeah. I, I was figuring it was 51, 52, somewhere in there. So, yeah. so, I mean, the two y'all picked up off the trap had to be two good ones. Yeah. I mean, you oh, had 19 with caught. three. You yeah, had to have two more five-pounders. Yeah, and we, we pulled in there, and we just kept, started fishing. And, and and when we caught, we caught two or three real quick. and, and uh, But they were about two and three-quarter, three pounds. And then we knew, you know, we, we had a, a – if we could call those two out with maybe some four-plus, we'd be – because you never know with them guys over there. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, no. Uh, you, you're never safe, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. You never feel comfortable coming in. No, I don't care what you got. No. Uh, the, the, you know, your technique with the trap, you know, a lot of, it's a chunk and wine bait. We all know that, but yeah. I, I'm big with a yo-yo. I like to pump it. Do, do you do, yeah. what, is there something different y'all were doing with it that maybe triggered those bigger fish? And I've, I'll tell you the truth. I've never been a big rattle trap thrower until the last couple of years that we've been fishing right over in Toledo. And, and I kind of feather, you know, uh, I, I just, I kind of, when it hits the bottom or hits a piece of grass, I'll just kind of yo-yo, like you said. Yeah. Like, it just depends on, now, the two better fish that we caught on a rattle trap, they were wanting it burning. And I don't mm-hmm. know, when we got them fired up, they were just wanting it, they were wanting it burned. I mean, it just, I, I don't know what the deal was. but So um, you were in an area then, you caught a few fish, smaller ones, uh, in that yeah. same area, and then all of a sudden you caught the big ones. Yeah, yeah, and you're probably right. Got, you, you got them turned on, is what happened. Huh. And I don't know if the later it got, the better. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, we we made a, a critical call about, I guess about, I missed one about one thirty, and uh, I knew it was a good fish. And then we came, we let it rest for about, I don't know, probably thirty minutes, and we came back in there about two two ten, and and uh, she we probably made twenty cast on that one spot. Mm-hmm. Are we? I'm not. I'm. We're not going to jump into exact location spots here. But are you north or south Pendleton Bridge? South. South Pendleton. Okay. And based off your experience with the with the guys that weighed in, I mean, were were the winning? Do you know if the majority of the winning weights came from down south or did they come from up north? I know first and second did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I I really don't know. I know we saw a couple guys that we know that did pretty well. Um. Uh. But we we didn't. We didn't see a ton of boats, to yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, and and I think it, I, I think that all boiled down to how the wind was blowing. You know, you didn't yeah. run around. You there, didn't, there wasn't you much know. run around. Go. But you no. know, honestly, Ross, I mean that that probably you know probably helped you looking back uh, at it. I mean, obviously, it helped you. You won the event. But I'm just saying. I mean, you would not have probably you know stuck the trap in your hand and especially when you yeah. had three off a deep spot right off the bat you know so. it, it made you guys settle in didn't it yeah oh it, it, it when you when you catch three like that and it just it, <laughs> it's we, we easy to settle in when you catch up things like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> when when yeah i mean we knew we had to just go grind and, and get a limit with them and then we just kind of ran upon just yeah. just some solid fish you know yeah uh, yeah so no, it definitely helped. So this was the second Bass Champs. Did you guys fish the first Bass Champs on Rayburn? Yeah, we How, did. How'd you yeah. do there? We did not do good. Oh, we okay. had 10, 1080. Okay, I got you. 1080 place. So, I just uh, wondered, was wondering how, how y'all were setting points-wise after you after the second uh, event. We were sitting 21st, I think. Well, so. Isn't that normal? Not no, bad. Yeah. no, not bad at all. Yeah, in good shape. Uh, no, we'll, we'll take it after the first start. I mean, we were kind of down after that one, but well, we especially year last year. So, yeah, especially 182 teams I'm seeing was uh, in this event, and uh, yeah. I, I guess those numbers are a little bit down for Bass Champs, uh, yeah, especially for yeah. Toledo. Well, that was a brutal day. Absolutely, oh, it I was mean, a brutal day. <laughs> yeah, make no bones about that. But that's the best way. Like I. Talking to Kevin, I mean, it, it, that's some of the best weight I've seen at Toledo. I think it's coming. Yes, I mean, it took it's seventeen pounds to get a check in, yeah. and that was in what place, Steve? Top eleven bags were over twenty pounds. 
1746 is what it took to get a check. That was 24th place. 24th place, 17 pounds. That's yeah. pretty dang good. In brutal conditions. So it's 17 pounds yeah. when guys can't even move around the lake. So yeah. I think yeah. we're, uh, I think Tulia Bend's in a good place. Not a whole lot of stuff in the, you know, not a lot of grass or anything like that. But I, the fish are there, the, and the right well, fish are there. And one thing it proves to a lot of people, a lot of people don't like the wind. I'm t when the wind blows, the fish usually bite, guys. I mean, that's yeah. when the best fishing occurs. Well, Ross, man, congratulations. Tell Will, we said congratulations as well. And, man, uh, best of luck to you guys the rest of the year. We do. definitely appreciate it, man. All right. Ross Brown, part of the uh, team of Carson and Bryant. And, uh, again, and they had a big bass of 868 for a total bag of 29.56. And then the guy we had on the show uh, last week, the week before, Tater Reynolds and George Jean Jr., they came in second with $2,505, uh, took home $4,100 in uh, cash. Stuart Villian and Kip Terrio, uh, they are Louisiana guys. They had seven sixty-seven. dollars uh, Big Bass, $2,340 total for third, Kevin. So uh, yeah, just, just some uh, big name. Harold Allen was fifth, him and his – Partner uh, Matt Losher. Well, Easton and Blake Schroeder had big fish with a nine ninety six. So oh, that's you true. Had yeah. Right at yeah. a ten pounder. Yeah. You know, on a, on your big fish. I mean, Steve. And I remember the last time I remember Toledo, the weights looking like this. I, oh shoot, it was four years ago. Two thousand eighteen, maybe seventeen. Two thousand eighteen. I remember we had nineteen pounds in a Texas team trail. Didn't even get a check. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and that's the last time I recall it taking weights like this. To get a check in a in a tournament of this size. Also, another big fish came in from Philip Smith Jr. and Randy Williams. They finished twenty third. They had an eight eighty nine for yep. their seventeen uh, pound bag. They had several eights. I mean, because winners had an yeah. eight as well. There's seven eighty eight. Uh, I eight, see eight sixty eight. Yeah. Uh, on down the line, but so, this, this is good for Toledo Bend. This, oh, really this is, is good oh, for Toledo, for these weights to show up like this. Yeah. Uh, to have eleven stringers over twenty pounds, uh, good for Toledo Bend. I, I, I hope we can. I hope this helps tournaments start to come back well, a little bit. We we all know tournament directors all talk to each other and they all see each other's results. And I think when when these results came out. There were probably a lot of tournament directors say, "Okay, it's probably yeah, time." Yeah, it's us getting start, right. It's we getting need right. To start going back to Lee the Bend. No, again. I agree. So, uh, I, I'm predicting. I think the next. And correct me here if I'm wrong, Steve. But in the next big tournament that I know of over there, March twelfth. I want to. I want to say. I think there's something March fifth weekend, but I don't Texas remember what team it is. Trail? No, it's not. It don't come to Toledo. Really? Uh uh. Nope. Didn't come to you this year. March wow. 12th, the Outlaw Outlaw Outdoors Team Series is coming here. And then the Despino Tournament is the 13th. 13th. Or vice versa. Yes. One of them's 12th, one of them's the 13th. Yeah. 13th is Despino. That's on a Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, man, I, this it's going to be some crazy weights in that tournament. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, that is going to hit it perfect. Uh, you know, the Despino's weights. Despino's will have 200 teams. Oh, it will. It will. Yeah. And the weights yeah. are showing out right now in Toledo Bend. going to be some good weights. So, good for Toledo Bend. Good for yeah. Toledo Bend. Heck, yeah. That's, that's a great turnout. And uh, uh, even though Bass Champs numbers are a little bit down, I bet you after they saw the weights, there, a lot of people were like, dang, man, we should have won. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, anyway, good, like you said, good for Toledo. Hopefully, it'll be back strong again and a lot of people start showing up over there. Okay. Going to take another quick break when we return. Uh, we will have Dakota Ebear, who Toyota Series Pro, Dakota Ebear, he's going to talk about he finished third in this event. He's going to kind of wrap this event up for us, tell us what, what really went down at Sam Rayburn when we return with more Tackle Talk Live. Are you looking for the finest custom-built rods ever made? Then look no further than Pride Rods. Fishing rods built to last and made in Montgomery, Texas. Constructed by Mr. Billy Kistler with the finest Gary Loomis North Fork composite blanks available. They offer a complete line of both spinning and casting rods for both fresh and salt water. Pride Rods do more than pass the eye test. They excel in performance as well. Ask your local tackle dealer if they carry Pride Rods and pick one up and try it for yourself. You'll see why so many anglers are using pride rods to learn more go to priderods.com or call 832-418-6040 
The next time you're headed for Toledo Bend or Sam Rayburn, stop by Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle. They have an awesome supply of everything you'll need to catch the big ones. Whether your trip calls for bass fishing, white perch tackle, catfish bait, or the ultimate fighting shiners, Keith's Tackle has you covered. Keith and former Elite Series pro Ben Matsubu also have the latest information on what, how, and where you need to be fishing on Sam Rayburn or the Bend. So for all your tackle needs, check out Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle located just off Highway 21 on the Texas side of Toledo Bend or call 409-625-0181. The Lakes Insurance Agency is an independent insurance agency that has been taking care of Texans' insurance needs for over 25 years, offering auto, homeowners, boat, RV, life, health, and commercial insurance. Owner Clark Moore is a local guide and tournament angler who understands your insurance needs and wants to be your go-to guy for all your insurance needs. For a free quote, give him a call and see why so many Texans trust the Lake Insurance Agency. Located at 805 Southeast Stalling Suite 3, Nacogdoches, Texas, or call 936-205-4467. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. Welcome back to Tackle Talk Live. Thank you for tuning us in today. This segment presented by Pride Rods, Keith Toledo Ben Tackle, the Lakes Insurance of Nacogdoches, Texas, and in Broadus, Texas, and the Lone Star Bass Trail. Kevin, you got any news on Lone Star? Uh, Lone Star, the next open event is coming up on the 26th, no, 27th, I'm sorry. So Lone Star Bass Trail open uh, number two, their second open event is February 27th on Sam Rayburn, so make sure to like and follow their Facebook page for more updates, results, so on and so forth for everything Lone Star Bass Trail, everything going on over there in East Texas, Rayburn, uh, they go do some stuff on Lake Nacogdoches, they're coming to Toledo Bend, make sure to give those guys a like and a follow. And we're going to hop up on the front deck real quick, we got Dakota Ebear, pro angler that's uh, fresh off a third place finish at uh, Toyota Series over at Sam Rayburn. And Dakota, of course, you know, we all want to win, but you got to feel good about what how things transpired for you at, at, at Sam Rayburn. Yeah, man, pretty disappointed to not get the win there, but you know what? Hats off to the guy that did. Man, he earned it. You know, he really did. I mean, that was an incredible first two days, and, you know, we got a big curveball thrown into the plan on the last day, and, and he, you know, he struggled, but he was able to get done just enough to what he needed to do to win. And, and you know, Derek had a great event as well, and, and I wouldn't have won anyways, obviously, with Derek finishing a little higher than me. So, you know, um, it was a good event. It started out, you know, okay, and, and it got better throughout the event, and, and I was thankful for that. Yeah, 29 you know, pounds on day two is getting getting a little yeah. better. Uh, was that big? That big bag of the tournament. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it's – I definitely – you know, I was fortunate enough to win the second half of the event. You know, without a doubt, I had the biggest bag on the last day too. But it just uh, – I just fell too far behind on the first day. And, you know, I've heard some guys talk about that stuff, like in those three-day events, guys that have won a lot of, you know, coast events. Yeah. Like, specifically like i've heard todd talk about it quite a bit like you've got to jump out out front on that first day of a three-day event like you can't be middle of the pack and expect to come back and win a lot of times right right dakota did you fish the brandon belt as well no i was at the bass pro tour event at at lake yarbone so and i wasn't actually even supposed to fish the the toyota series here um unfortunately i didn't have a very good event over there i didn't make the knockout round and i was driving back after the second day of my competition pretty upset with myself for not fishing better and uh i i called mark mcguire and i asked him i was like man are you full is there any way i can get in he said yeah we've got a few spots open i got an extra co-angler and so i was able to get in i drove all night here got here slept for a couple hours woke up re-rig tackle got ready for rayburn and went to practice and then and uh just tried to get things going back in the right direction as far as momentum you know just coming off kind of a tough event at dr bone well no dakota you said something about you know that you, you outfished everybody the second half of the event i guess it kind of goes back to what they say about the Bassmaster Classic. You can't you can't win it on day one, but you can darn sure lose it on day one. Well looks you like can. looks like Glenn Webb, he won the first half. I mean just blew it away. And then the final Man. day he had just enough to hang on. But uh you, it, this is a tournament he won it early in the first two days. 
Well, and he did. He won it right from the get-go, man, and he earned it. I mean, that's such an incredible – to back up – I mean, how many times do we see guys catch mid to high 20 bags two days in a row here at Rayburn? Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. very, very rare. It's happen. rare, yeah. So let's talk – so you fished the Pro Circuit event two weeks prior to this Toyota event. How much had, <clears throat> did the fish change from the Pro Circuit event to this Toyota Series event? Uh, initially, I want to say tremendously, Okay. Mm. But then I also want to say that maybe I was just missing the boat a little bit in the Toyota series. I mean, excuse me, in the Pro Circuit event. Yeah. Um, you know, I I didn't I fished a lot shallower in this event um, than what I did a lot of the time in the Pro Circuit event, and I I don't know if those fish were really up there or not, or maybe I just uh, missed them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. In the Pro Circuit event, but I will say that I think the fish have progressed a ton in the last couple of weeks and that event set up to be a you know kind of a perfect storm and and you know we got that bad weather on the last day and if, if we wouldn't have had that i don't think i would have even had a chance to catch right um you know glenn webb I, I think that he would have absolutely blown out of the water ran off with the event if we wouldn't have had that bad weather on the last day and i think that's a product of the you know the conditions for the week prior right right yeah. i looked at that and man i mean You've got five days in a row of sunshine, warm, you know, afternoons. And, man, it just made those fish really get up there and get active. And that's why the weights were so great. It it turned out to be a phenomenal event. Well, I just looked back at the the Tackle Warehouse tournament results, and you're right. I mean, the weights were way down. I mean, for a guy to catch a 20-pound bag was an accomplishment. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. It, it was absolutely tough, and uh, so boy, what a difference that just a couple of weeks makes. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, it did. It warmed up that the, the week of the Toyota Series during that. I mean, it was seventies and sunshine. Yeah, Dakota, let's talk baits a little bit in depth here. Uh, and I look anytime. I don't know if you're going back to lead or I mean on Rayburn or, or want to keep anything hush hush. Anything you don't want to say, just let us know. But uh, want to kind of you know depth. We know they're moving shallow. How how shallow are we talking here? Um, you know, I found more fish. I found more schools of fish on Wednesday than I think I've ever found in one day of practice on this lake ever. And, and and a lot of those fish were in, you know, eight foot or less. I mean, just, there was just big groups of them in a lot of places. I mean, it seemed like, you know, it, it got pretty predictable and I was able to, you know, find a lot of areas where you could, you know, there was, you know, maybe 10 to 20 fish sitting around maybe the base of a stump or a hard spot, you know, a little creek bend or areas. It's just all about those pre-spawn staging areas. Yeah. And I yeah. think that it, it's going to do nothing but get better. Obviously, a lot of those schools that I found, they were they were buck bass. They were small fish. I mean, you know, you could catch a ton of them and, you know, it was a lot of fun and, and you could catch, you know, 12 to 14 pounds, but a lot of those areas, the females weren't quite there yet. No, Dakota, and, to, watching you on the tackle on other day on uh, MLF when y'all were up there, Darbon, and give me your perspective on this because and maybe it's just me. I've seen more guys throwing A-rigs this year than I and, – and it's kind of come – it's always been a player. We always know that, but it just seems like this year it's become more of a player. More guys are winning with it than they have in the past. The yeah, grass is it, not it, there. It, it's yeah. the, the grass is not as heavy, in yeah, my opinion. That, that's true. Yeah, but it, it you know each year is a little different. That's the cool thing about fishing here in Toledo, man. I mean, no matter how much time you spend in these places, you're gonna be you know you're gonna face different conditions from year to year. So you can't get too complacent on going back and doing the same thing over and over again. You're right, Kevin. I mean, the grass isn't really here. Right. There's a lot of fish that are suspended and they're out and they're you know they're doing different things than what they would be doing if there was grass. Right. Yeah. Um, so so that that has been key. Um, the other deal is obviously, you know, the forward facing technology, it's been around for a while. People are picking up on it. A lot of guys are getting it, but, and and that's been, I think, allowing guys to be more efficient with an A-rig, but it was interesting to see somebody win here at Rayburn in a multi-day event on an A-rig because that's kind of, that's kind of new to me, to me. Yeah. No, you're Uh, right. There are guys that I know catch big ones on an A-rig here, but here in Toledo, I think are two different beasts. And I, I, right. I just, for some reason, like them fish set up different a little bit. The bigger fish set up different on Toledo to a certain extent and yeah. allow you to catch them with an A rig, catch them with a jig and spoon, do those type of things. Here at Rayburn, 
man, I've thrown an A-rig a lot just playing around, and I have not caught a lot of fish over five pounds on it. Well, have, what you're saying, though, is, is key in my opinion because you're able to now, <clears throat> with this forward-facing sonar technology, you're able to – you know, you, you can throw an A-rig around a brush pile and over the top of a brush pile. And, and I know when I was over there for the Brandon Belt, uh, we, I mean, the biggest fish we caught, which we didn't have some, we didn't have a lot of big weight, but the biggest fish we caught in, in practice was an A-rig around brush piles. And yeah. this forward-facing sonar is allowing you to throw this A-rig right over the top of these brush piles, whereas we could have never done this before. Right. It is. It, it, it's allowing you to do some new things with that bait, you know, but... I, I I think it's tough though. Like I'm not one of these guys, man. That's like really like, you know, I don't know how to say this, but like, man, I, a lot of guys, I see it. I travel all over the country. I see guys waste away events every week, looking at forward facing sonar. Agree. Yeah. So yeah. 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 No. It it is not. Yeah. It, it's it, become it's, an addiction. It's a, it's just like bed fishing yes. and, and there's guys that can do it and yep. they're good at it. And there, there's guys that waste away events and waste yes. a lot of entry money doing it. Yeah. I actually so, talked to Patrick Walters a couple of weeks ago and, uh, visiting with him, you know, at, at Toledo at, uh, Lake Fork last year, boy, he just freaking ripped them with the four. And he told us the same exact thing you just said. He said, you got to be careful with it because yeah. it will hurt you in a tournament. You get so consumed with it. You forget to apply certain rules to bass fishing that go with bass fishing. You tend to overlook them and forget about them. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, you know, that it is, it is, it's, it's, it's good for some people and it's, it's fun. It's cool to have in your boat. It's a great learning tool. Yes. Um, it, it has taught me so much about bass fishing, but you have got to keep it in perspective. Correct. No, you, <laughs> no, I agree with you 100%. No, no pun intended there. Like it is, uh, <laughs> it, it is, it is, a it's a cool tool, but man, like I watch guys waste away their time. Like, and, and they might be even catching fish, right? Right. Like yeah. They might be out there, you know, in the middle of the lake here at Rayburn, just yeah. chasing suspended fish and doing that kind of, but they're catching, you know, 12 pounds over and over right. and over again. They get right. back to the rent like, dude, I had a great day, caught 100 fish, but I'm in 63rd yeah. place. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Let's, so, let's, let's get back into Rayburn here. Day two, you had 29 pounds. Uh, is it was that it kind of take me through day two? Is that a spot, a couple different spots? Was it a typical Rayburn? It happened in 30 minutes and over with. Kind of take us through that day two. It's funny you say that because it, the few big bags that I, you know, bigger bags that I have caught here, you know, in the mid 20s, it's always been a, a you know, five cast deal. Yeah, quick 30 minutes, fast. I'm done. And, and and it happens, and it's like, man, that was awesome. Like, you, you, you know, you're on top of the world, you're ready, you know. That is not really how this transpired. I, I, my first fish was at 9.15, and it was a nine-pounder. My second fish was at about 10.15, and it was a seven-something, you know, seven-eight-pounder. And my third fish was a, you know, high eights probably or whatever. Golly. And and that was around 11.15. So, man, I'm my, So, yeah. Wait a minute. I'm still doing yeah, math. Yeah, we, yeah, we got to figure that out. We need a calculator <laughs> so here. So, you've got three that you caught about an hour span apart. Right. My goodness gracious. Okay. And, and it looked like day two was the better day for a lot of people. I mean, look yeah, at it. It was. was. It, was. It, it, it just, it was, they were, I, the conditions were just good. I haven't, I haven't got year. this out of it yet. I'm going to ask again. Is is it a trap? Do we, is it a jerk bait? Do we got something figured out we don't want to talk about? Man, I, I'm not going to get too specific <laughs> on that just because it, it, it was kind of a unique deal. Is it, really is it a hard bait? Well, I mean, is it being a... with us, Dakota. We'll check you next time. <laughs> is it a hard God. bait? I mean, a tip. I mean, is it a hard bait type bait, or are we throwing a saw plastic? Man, I, again, I just don't okay. want to get too uh, okay. He ain't giving nothing up on that deal. No, uh, not on not on that one because man, I, like I don't mind talking about how right. it kind of went down and all that stuff yeah. as far as that goes. But man, like it, it was a unique, really special yeah. deal to me the way yeah. that it went down. Yeah, and it was something that like man, like I knew where this school of fish was. I knew that the potential there, but I also knew how pressured they were. Yeah, and it was really like. You know, it wasn't that much of a – it's not really a secret where I was at because a lot of people watched me fish in that area. Uh, I'll say that area. During the Pro Circuit event, it was on live. You know, it wasn't a secret. I, those fish have been there, but they are they are the most pressured fish on the lake. They're big. 
but they're smart and they've been yeah. full with so much, you know, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's like I got back here and, you know, I, I'm sitting around, I'm practicing, I go to get something to eat and guy walks up and he's like, man, your fish are still there from the pro circuit event. I spent all day Tuesday <laughs> trying to catch them. Couldn't get a bite. And I'm like, well, that's great, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's like, but I mean, it's fine. It's cool. It's no big deal. It's just, it's just where we're at. So I'm sitting here thinking, man, like I know where some giants are, but how am I going to get these fish to bite? And I really had to just dig deep and kind of figure something out. And I didn't, I didn't dial it in on the first day. I kind of got a hint, a clue. And I told Derek, I was like, Derek, man, I, dude, I think I might have like, figured out how to get fish a bite and he just kind of laughed at me and and then that was it and and i did it it just took a lot of time and it wasn't a fast deal and so that was kind of like man i've never felt like that before right in a tournament and on the water so i catch the nine pounder and like again i've got i mean i probably you know i I was fortunate enough to catch you know 40 keepers probably the first day i mean it was it was really a lot of fun my hands were hurting when i got back to the weigh-in and only had 15 three yeah but so I had all these areas. I knew that wasn't really going nowhere. As a matter of fact, I had fish coming to me in those areas. And I was pretty – I felt pretty good about females moving into those areas. And I was catching a lot of those two- to three-pounders in. So here I am, and I've got, you know, this first nine-pounder. And it. I probably caught the second big one, like, maybe 30 minutes later. And, and I, 30, 45 minutes later. And then, dude, I just got this feeling. I'm like, man, this could be like – the magical day that you work so far like yeah. so hard on you know what i mean we've all spent so much time on rayburn and toledo and all these different events and like th- I, I just had this feeling like this is the day that it could all come together you yeah. know and yeah. and it, it was a, such a cool experience but like man i was like it was hard to stay focused yeah because like you knew what the potential was you knew you're already having a great day but like man you knew like you gotta smoke them because they're catching them too yeah, yeah. And it, it was a, yeah. it was a really cool experience, man. It it was awesome. Well, Dakota, I'm gonna pick your brain a little bit with Glenn Webb. Uh, he, I saw an interview with him, and the first all the fish he caught was basically off one stretch for all three days. The third day, he said the a rig they got off of it, uh, and he had to switch to to a Carolina rig to get the bites that he got. Uh, what what changed probably for him from day two to day Ooh. three? Was it Sat- or? Saturday, Steve? That was Saturday. Their day so, three was oh, on Saturday. Sat- that's yeah. right. You're right. So it was the wind, blowing 40 and dropping yeah. in temperature. So I wonder if the wind blew him off that spot. You know, I had a few fish short strike my area. I mean, I had a couple fish that just, you know, I mean, just wrecked my A-rig. And I'd have them for a second. They'd pull off. They weren't really committed to it very good. They bit very good first thing in the morning. Like, I had 16 pounds, like, in 10 minutes on the, mm, on the third yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, I, I, that's not – I had 14, probably 14 and a half in 10 minutes, you know, of, of starting to fish on Saturday. And it went from being slick calm. There was a little bit of wind out of the southwest, actually. And then all of a sudden, at probably 8 o'clock, 8.15, man, it went just roaring. Roaring. (laughs) I I mean, just at the snap of a finger. So, and and then after that, I caught one four-pounder that I called with, and it got me up to what I had, 16 and a half or so. But um, they really didn't bite good after that like right. it was a weird deal and you'd think like with that pressure drop in front blowing in like that's the day you pick up an a-ring just go around and just like yeah. try yeah. to back try not to backlash your reel but blast them in the process you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah yeah so, so that it's really kind of weird to, for you know to I'm, i don't know what exactly happened over there to him but you also got to think dude he caught 26 pounds 26 and a half one day yeah 28 and a half the next day yeah i mean yeah you, 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 you just ran out of fish you, you're leaning on them yeah dude yeah. you smoked them you know what i'm saying <laughs> and, and even if he was finished at eight o'clock or eight thirty each day yeah there's only so many big that big of fish in one area yeah right. that's I, true i mean right. the the, he could probably still see fish, but man, they've already seen his bait. They watched their buddies get jacked with his bait. Yeah, they've like, watched that A-Rig go by about ten times. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> said he, he lost two two fish, two one five, and he thought another one was six that day. Uh, they just weren't like you said. They didn't come. They were not committing to the A-Rig like they were the two days before. And he said his area just kept reloading every day. Uh, it, it, it very well could have been. It could have been the conditions. It could have been the pressure. I, I just think that them fish probably all saw us bait a few times and probably were pretty reluctant on yeah. buying it. You yeah, know, but yeah, yeah. that's, I mean, who knows? But I mean, still hats off to them for figuring out whatever, you know, just scratching out. I mean, 
can you imagine being? Actually, I can because I've been in his shoes and I've lost. I mean, I, I was that. Yeah. I wasn't that far ahead in the Toyota Series Championship a couple years ago, but I was far enough ahead that all I do is catch five keepers and I easily win. Mm-hmm. And dude, that is so much pressure. Yeah, Golly, yeah. that's so much pressure. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, especially but, on somewhere like Rayburn, where you know that <laughs> the thirty-pound bag can happen any day. But Dakota, Absolutely. this was his first event he's ever fished like this. Yeah. That, that's what was amazing. That's what pressure probably didn't even – he just was going and fishing. I think yeah. – I don't know if pressure even came into his to his it, uh, mindset. I think he's probably better than what he played himself out to be. Oh, that's I probably true. The, no. The, guy, the guy's, the guy's uh, obviously a pretty good fisherman. You yes. know, there's no yeah. doubt. You don't no, just absolutely. do that. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I can see in a sense it's kind of like putting a kid in front of a big deer, you know, and they shoot a giant deer, and you're like, they're not even, they don't even know what they, you know? Yeah, they yeah, don't know what they did. They don't realize what they did. <laughs> yeah. Like tw- 20 years later, whenever they haven't killed another 170, like they yeah. realize that was a big deal. Yeah. And I'm not, that might, that might not apply to him, but like I, I can understand where you're coming from with right. that. Like it was his first big event. So right. that's even, that's even more impressive because everybody knows I've been trying my butt off the last five years. And I haven't won one yet. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, a heck of an accomplishment without a doubt. Right. Yeah. And without a doubt. And that's something so. people don't understand that don't fish the, the level that, that we've Ooh. all fished. It how hard it is to win one of these type of events. It it is I mean, it's yeah. incredible the anglers no. that are out there. It's gotta all line up. Stars gotta line up. Yes. Everything's gotta go right. You know, it just uh and hats off to him. I mean he he yeah. he handled it, you know, he handled it the right way. And yeah, he did. you know, he was very fortunate there. But yeah. hey, look, he, Dakota, he really so did it. Bass Pro Tour, man. Rookie season Bass Pro Tour. You started your event off up in Monroe. I know it didn't go how you wanted to go, but man, it, and I know you've been doing this for a long time now, or several years now, and you know, fishing the opens, fishing the toils, dude. You you made it. I mean, Bass Pro Tour. Uh, I tell you, guy, thanks a lot of you, Marty Stone. Marty Stone, yeah, thanks Marty, a lot of Marty you. Marty does. Dude. We talked to Marty a pretty good bit, but man, it, it, you know. Congratulations from us here, man. We know you've worked your butt off to get there, and and you've made it. Uh, How you feeling about Lake Fork this week? I know y'all start what day one is what Saturday. Yes, sir. Well, man, I I really appreciate that. It really means a lot. But yeah, we started at Lake Fork on on Saturday. We actually practiced Thursday, Friday, and I'm in Group B this week, so I won't fish until Sunday. But the the competition starts on Saturday with Group A in the qualifying round. So. Uh, I am really excited about that event, man. I was I was really excited about Durban, to be honest with you. I mean, I grew up yeah. in South Louisiana. I went up there and I pre-fished a couple of days. I've seen all the shallow cover and, and stuff, and I was like, man, I can catch them here. And, I, I you know, the weather kind of threw us for a loop, but, you know, we all dealt with the same conditions, and other guys adjusted to it better than I did, and that was the result. Uh, I figured out a little something in practice, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, I kind of let it. I, I didn't. I should have stuck to my guns and stayed confident in what I figured out. And uh, that's what I ended up doing at the end of the last day. And I, I came back quite a bit and almost made the cut. But uh, so with all that being said, we're putting that behind us. We're learning from it. Excited about Fork. Uh, I think it's going to be a great event. I went over there and I pre-fished four days uh, before we went off limits. And I have never been on Fork before that. Uh, the lake is super low. You know, it's like yeah. six and a half feet low. So I don't know it when it's up. I'd never been there when it, you know, when it wasn't six and a half feet low. So it took me a couple of days to, I mean, honestly, it was, it was kind of tough. Like, yeah. like really tough for me the first three days. Like the first day I found one little area that I had some giants in and it was kind of fun. And then I got off of that and man, for two and a half days, I didn't find anything. And yeah. I was like, man, this, like I'd catch one seven pounder a day or like, you know, one yeah. or two sounds like, giants sounds like fork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the last day I was there, man, like I finally like kind of figured out like a wintertime deal there and it was so much fun. Like it was yeah. probably the funnest day of fishing I ever had on the, on, on the water. And I know people are like, well, you know, we all go to Fork and we catch six pounders all the time. But like it was crazy that every time I set the hook, it was four to six pounds. Like yeah. I'd never been there to experience that, yeah. you know. And yeah. So you can't not be excited about that coming up next week. And, and I know that it'll probably be difficult to a certain extent. I don't know that there'll be a ton of numbers caught but we're going to see some big fish caught yeah. there's no doubt about it well yeah. i think the lake is down three feet i believe six, six foot oh is it six foot yeah. total oh yeah really? it's like i thought it was only three something. wow no. that's a no, that's a big difference on fork yeah it's huge yeah. yeah so like it was you know like 
it was actually kind of easy getting around. I was worried about, I went there mainly to kind of figure out how to get around because of it being low. Mm-hmm. But actually, you know, it's kind of easy to get around because uh, all the timber's out of the water for yeah. the most part. I would yeah. say that 90% of it's out of the water. So you don't ever like get stuck on stumps and stuff anymore. You just go in between them. The problem is that you better have a motor cover on because <laughs> those stumps are hard and they will tear your boat up. Yes, quick. Yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. they will. Well, the but it concentrates the fish for sure. So it should be a good event. Thank you, man. We appreciate you, dude, and uh, best of luck this week at Lake. Well, all I know I watch. I watch it. I watch live all the time, and uh, always glad to see when you get some good airtime. And again, that, those guys like Marty and uh, they, they think the they think the world of you, and uh, so they, they give you some good PR when you get airtime. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a bunch, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll see y'all next week. I'll be catching a few fish. I'll put a camera in a boat. <laughs> all right. Thanks, yeah, Dakota. Good, appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yep. See you. Bye. Dakota Ebear, MLF Pro Dakota Ebear. He's uh, uh, headed for Lake Fork, Lake Texas. Fork. And uh, so best of luck to him. Real quick, Kevin, just finishing up the uh, the uh, Toyota Series here. Derek Mundy, we all know Derek. We've had him on the show, finished second. He's one of the guys over there this time of year especially. He's one of the guys to beat. He had 61-14. And uh, so and finishing third was Dakota. Just had on. He had 60.15. Uh, Brett Cannon was fourth with 52-10. And it starts to drop from here. Mm-hmm. Chris Wilson uh, was fifth with 49-13. Cole Moore had Cole on. Cole was sixth with 49-10. Congratulations, Cole. Cole and, caught an 11-98, I believe, oh, on really? day two. Wow. Had an 11-98. Man. Uh, his biggest fish he's ever caught. And, man, that was, a, that was a monster fish. He sent me a picture of it. Congrats, Cole. Uh, I know he won big bass overall in that yeah. event, six overall. So, uh, you know, congratulations to yeah. him. Jeffrey Rice was seventh with 49.08. Jake uh, Orman was eighth with 49.07. Cal Cameron was ninth with 49.04. And rounding out the top 10 was Jake York with uh, 49 pounds even. Nick LeBrun mm-hmm. finished 12th uh, in this event. Looking down the list here, Randy Deaver, also from Shreveport, finished uh, 16th with 46.03. What did it take to get a check? Let's see here. Check. Check, check, check. Uh, 55th place, Clay Phillips, uh, which is actually Derek Mundy's partner. Uh, Clay finished 55th with uh, 2503. 2503 for two days. Two days. And he had a 20-pound bag on the second day and four pounds on the first day. Day yeah. day one, I don't. Uh, they struggled on day one. I don't know what happened day one. Day two, they caught them. That's Dakota yeah. had a twenty nine pound bag. The leader had a twenty eight pound bag. I know uh, Derek had a big bag on that day. Um, so they caught them on day two. Day three was the Saturday that it was just brutal conditions. Yeah. Um, so I, I know they went through that as Other well. Other names you'll recognize: Stephen Johnston was fiftieth in this event. He got a check. Uh, Kevin, our good friend Kevin Lazio was forty fifth with twenty six pounds thirteen ounces. And uh, oh, and one of the guys I think Kevin that you are affiliated with, or he's affiliated with V and M, Cameron Madison finished twentieth mm-hmm. with forty three oh seven. Russell Cecil, another very popular angler, finished right behind Cameron twenty first, and uh, with forty point zero two. So congratulations to all you guys. Sound like they had a great tournament. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even the guys that didn't necessarily uh, uh, finish in the top twenty five caught a lot of fish. I mean. Uh, so for two days, they caught basically 14 pounds a day. Uh, that's what it basically took to kind of get a check. You know, and all most all of them guys will be right back on Sam Rayburn this weekend. Texas Team Trail yep. is coming to Sam Rayburn this weekend, this Saturday. I know their first official practice day is Friday, I believe, and tournament is on Saturday. Uh, then next, the very next weekend is Outlaw Team Series number two over there at Sam Rayburn. Uh, February 25th, 26th is the Federation Nation Tournament right here in Red River yeah. uh, for Louisiana Bass Federation Nation. And then kind of rounding out the month here, February 27th, the Lone Star Bass Trail Open Tournament over back on Sam Rayburn, kind of rounding out the month of February, the bigger tournaments that we we follow. Right, and also ABA Open Series, the, they canceled the Lake of the Pines mm-hmm. Tournament, yeah. uh, but this is the second one coming up. They'll reschedule that one. February 19th is the ABA East Texas at Lake Palestine. Mm-hmm. And the other day, I think it was, uh, what day was that, Kevin? Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. Uh, or No, it was Thursday. Because it was starting to... Thursday, yeah. Yeah, the sleet and snow was coming yeah. across Palestine, and uh, it was like 32 degrees over there, and here it was 51. And, uh, and I thought, man, it's it's fixing to hit. So uh, but so Palestine's probably had a little water temperature drop over there, 
And uh, but those guys, it's a shallow body of water anyway, so they're going to probably have a good time over there. But yep. uh, looking at uh, also the ABA Open Series, the solo 150s are coming out March 18th and 19th. The numbers are still coming up. Registration, go to ABA uh american bass anglers.com give them a call they'll let you in and get you all signed up for all three of those events also the seventy five thousand dollar invitational qualifier for mr crappie classic is right here in natchitoches red river april 22nd 23rd out of grand accord pools three and four only will be uh for this event chance to make it to the three hundred thousand dollar crappie invitational will be held on Table Rock Lake in Branson, Missouri in October. And what a great time to go to Branson, Missouri in October. And uh, I love fall fishing. Leaves are changing, yeah. Kevin. It's just a beautiful time of year to fish. And uh, and then last but not least, Kevin, Get Bass Cash Bash. Get registered for Bass Cash yep. Bash. Sign up uh, now. Starts March 1st on Toledo Bend. It's going on right now at Sam Rayburn. Uh, you can look at the list of lakes that it, $100 sign up for all the lakes. Uh, get registered for Bass Cash Bass. Yep. Don't be that guy. Nope. Miss out on a $1,500 tag just because you didn't register for 50 bucks. If you think it's not worth even the pros that come to these tournaments are signing up for Bass yeah. Cash Bash, and some of them have won the last two so years. So I talked to Nick LeBrun yesterday. Nick caught a tag, and I didn't realize this. This is something Petey Vincent, owner of Bass Cash Bash, changed this year. So Nick caught a 2021 tag. You know, right, right. we tag him, he retags them every year. Right. So Nick caught a 2021 tag. Nick won five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's for right. catching last year's tag. That's what I've been emphasizing. There's so many tags out there right now, y'all, from the last five or six years that he's been doing this. Any one of those tags you catch is worth money, or sunglasses, or a new rod, or a new lose reel. I mean, there's yeah. you're going to get a really nice prize uh, for turning in that tag. I don't care what year it was. And again, this year's are like a lime chartreuse green. So uh, yeah. if you catch one of those now, I think last year was red. If last I'm, year was red. I think it was red. So, But anyway, it don't matter. If you catch a tag fish and it's got that Bass Cash Bash, Bass Cash Bash number on it, make sure you call. And I'm promising you, PD's going to give you something for it. Yep. So, yep. All right. That's going to wrap us up. We appreciate you tuning us in. If you want to be a sponsor of this program, hey, we'd love to have you. Send us a message on our Facebook page. Kevin will make sure he gets you a packet out. Uh, we'll give you a call. Figure out what you want from us. How can we help you? We'd love to have you. We've got a great group of sponsors already, but we're always looking to add to that. So uh, uh, also uh, check us out on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram. We've got podcasts. Our YouTube numbers are continuing to climb. Could keep spreading the word. Make sure you click subscribe. Got to get to that thousand subscribers. We got to yep. get to a thousand. We're, subscribers. We're almost there. We're close. Almost there. We're getting there. So uh, spread the word. We really appreciate your help on that, and uh, we look forward to next week. For Kevin Jean, I'm Steve Graff, our producer, James Stanfield. We appreciate you tuning us in. We'll see you next week right here on Tackle Talk Live.